super pro over here, bro. <laughs> LG. Yes, sir. What's up? In the house. Come on. Lamar Capital Gains. <laughs> <laughs> My man. Okay. I met you. I was singing about this today. It must have been about 2009. Vo- Voce days. Yep. Yep. I remember that. So yeah. you... You came in and, and were part of that, um, of Connie's band. Mm-hmm. And it was you, Connie, Mike Florio, Mel Brown. Yep. That's a hell of a band right there. It was at the time, yep. And then, uh, and then Mike hired me and slowly added pieces mm-hmm. to it. And, uh, you know, Todd would roll through and, and, and Adam and, and you were there. That's well, I, I think you were doing something there before I even came around. Huh? You, you were playing with Rachel? Um no no, no I uh, she was part of the she was obviously part of that Connie band but yeah. when I came in I was just doing a solo thing okay well I started with my other band ten dollar outfit and then Mike was like you know <laughs> can I be can I do it <laughs> and I was like all right okay so it was me and Mike for a while and then he's like let's add Mel and I was like yeah but I don't know man I don't have any charts he's like everything's gonna be fine bro everything's gonna be fine so Mel so now it's like a power trio yeah. And then, like I say, everyone just started to kind of filter in. But those are some fun days, man. And and then we cut that record over at Clark's. And you've been a big part of my music here in town. Mm-hmm. You, you're on my records. Uh, you've tracked for The Sweet Remains. You're part of Live from Laurel Canyon. You're mm-hmm. all over this new Steely Dan stuff. Mm-hmm. We do a lot, you know, whenever we can. Whenever I can, we, we do a duo stuff, you know. And, and or a trio with Todd and and we've toured in Europe together a bunch. Yep, You've definitely been, been a huge part. Um, and uh, you're like a teacher, man. You're like a you are a mentor to me. Um, ah, come on, man. I'm serious, man. <laughs> to, like understanding harmony the way that you do, and you know, it's really it's it's affecting me in a, in a very positive way because I'm, you know, I just do those straight up you know cowboy chords and and you're like how about this man i'm gonna put a seven on this <laughs> oh thank I'm you like, brian i appreciate that man <laughs> i'm like what the hell's a seven man <laughs> oh man well it definitely goes both ways like uh yeah i mean when i first started playing your music i mean it was definitely different for me because i i mean coming from where i come from cleveland ohio and you know you don't have Brian Chartrand's <laughs> from Cleveland. <laughs> that, that that type of music that engulfs what your music does, and it, yeah. it's been a it's been a uh, it's been a class, mm. and I I've enjoyed playing your stuff. And, awesome, yeah. man. Well, yeah. fucking feelings mutual, bro. Mm-hmm. Feelings mutual. There's some songs that I just don't want to play if you're not on the hit. You know, like I can't. We can't do it, man. <laughs> not, not without LG. Not today. Not today. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you mentioned Cleveland, Ohio. I, w- I wondered if, if uh, I had a couple questions. One, um, if you can share some kind of early musical memories. I know that I know that you grew up in a in a musical household. So, um, but just a, an early musical memory. Um, and a qu- another question that I like to ask is, you know, did growing up in Cleveland affect your musicality? Um, mm-hmm. In in the sense like talking to musicians from Chicago or Boston or what New York or L.A., how did that environment you know affect you? Mm-hmm. And then the third question, just so I say it before I forget it, um, 
and I think I've already forgotten it. No, <laughs> the uh, the moment where you kind of s- thought to yourself, all right, I'm going to pursue this music, you know. Okay. So, all right, early well, musical early, memories. Early musical memories. Um, the first thing that comes to my head, Brian, is uh, obviously my parents. Uh, well, I've told you this before, but for those of you that don't know me, um, I come from a musical family, and everybody... It, music was always around. Like my father was a a jazz uh, acoustic bassist, uh, and he came up in the fifties and sixties, seventies, playing predominantly in Cleveland. And uh, my mother was a music teacher, and that's how they met. They met in the seventies. No kidding. Uh huh. Like at a club or? Uh, well, I'm not exactly sure. I think it was a gig somewhere, and uh, you know, they connected. And things led to things. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, you got a little up, OG uh, running around. Right. right. <laughs> as it, I as mean, it does, as it happens, man. I know. <laughs> it concluded in a, in a like of over forty years of, of marriage. Wow, that's awesome. Um, but that's the first thing that comes to my head. I I, I was surrounded by music all Day my one. life, yeah. and and I remember uh, Fender Rhodes. My my pops had a Fender Rhodes in the living room. We had a really small house. We we grew up poor. Um, but we didn't know we were poor, you know, uh, uh, yeah, we were rich with, uh, love and family yeah. and music and, yeah. and, um, this kind of ties into your other question on when did you know you were going to pursue it? Well, I don't even think it was a conscious decision. Uh-huh, Maybe right. later it was, it was like, okay, this is something I'm going to do right after, but it w- we were just always in music and mm-hmm. outside of music, there was really nothing in the poor neighborhood we we grew up in there was nothing else to do mm. you know mm-hmm. cuz there was nothing else going on there was nothing positive mm-hmm. happening so music kept us out of trouble mm-hmm. you know and you you mentioned the the Fender Rhodes i piano wasn't your first instrument was it it was well it was okay. it was i i i played piano i played a little song that my father taught me when i was around 4 years old and i played that for years <laughs> It was just like, shedding, like, listen to this, Grandma. I, I know this song, and she, she's hearing the same song that she heard two years oh, ago. <laughs> but yeah, I, I started there, and then I started playing the saxophone when I was around, uh, well, fourth, fifth grade, something like that. They uh-huh. they made you choose the instrument, right? Right. So for the for the school band or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I came up in an art school. It was Cleveland School of the Arts, and back then. Uh, the years went from fourth grade to 12th grade and um well it switched over the years i auditioned for that school uh in fourth grade and then they changed the years to six to 12 so i had mm-hmm. to go to another magnet school mm-hmm. uh but long story short i picked the saxophone and then i didn't like the saxophone anymore i was like man i don't want to play this i sucked on it <laughs> I'm just gonna. That's play. your problem. You gotta blow. You can't right. <laughs> I'm not getting any sound out of this. That's right. My tone sucked. <laughs> Somehow I find that hard to believe. But okay, continue. Yeah. Um. And then I I, I started playing piano. I mean, I just messed around on it, and and uh, the well, the music director at the art school I went to knew my father because my father had a. A reputation in town to, mm-hmm. of playing at one of the predominant jazz clubs mm. in Cleveland. It was called the Boarding House, mm. and he did he did other things before that. He played at uh, on the Mike Douglas show, 
Uh, oh, I don't know what that is. Um, the Mike Douglas show ran out of Cleveland. Okay. Um, I think it was in the '60s. Okay. And like a like a, a TV show. Okay. Yeah. And like a variety show. So there's music. There's, there's music. Yeah. Well, back then you had to have live musicians. Sure. So they they recorded it live. He had that, and he played at another place called the Theatrical, and that was uh that was like a mafia club uh-huh. downtown. Okay. And that was a big club in Cleveland too. Do you remember? Has he ever shared some of the cats that he played with yeah there's a whole list well really? my brother's trying to compile the list now it's oh, somebody wow. like sonny stitt james moody wow um i can't even think of the and just, and cats that came through town yes he probably played with them too exactly right? because they would play at the theatrical they would have sets there and you would have to learn the music wow. and then and then he would play with them wow. so that's how the music director at, at my school knew him because he was you yeah know, everybody knew wow knew him in town and that's uh, awesome so yeah, I started playing in in the choirs and and the uh, the bands, mm-hmm. and we we formed a trio in school, and we actually started going on do gigs. And is this who, who, was it? Was Will in it? Will Will was in it. Nice. <laughs> when he started playing bass, <laughs> before him he wasn't. I was just doing it with uh, two pieces, but then he came along, uh-huh. and then we just had a predominant trio. Oh my yeah, god, that's it was awesome. pretty cool. That's awesome. They made a lot of money off of us too. They had <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, here's twenty bucks, kid. <laughs> Scram. Oh, yeah, so that was that was my start, man. That was that was it. And uh, so so I mean, obviously being surrounded by jazz, that was the natural thing, right? Yep. That's yeah. Yep. I think it's probably similar to me. I mean, I, you know, James Taylor was my first concert that I remember going to. Mm-hmm. Just that natural thing that if you're surrounded by it, that's going to be your go-to. You know. Yeah. Um, so I get that, man. And then, so you graduate from the arts school. Yeah. And then what? You're 18. Again, I didn't, I didn't set out to do music. I, I actually went to the military. I tried my hand at that. Uh-huh. Uh, I went to the Air Force. No kidding. Um, during the summer after I graduated, I didn't know what I was going to do. And then um, – I just decided to go to the military. Everybody had been in the military in my family. And I was like, why don't I just go there? Well, I went in and I had something called sickle cell trait. Mm. And uh, that led me away from the military. Oh, it was like a thing. Like if you yeah. have it, you can't. Yeah, it was kind of like that kind of negated. And they lied to me when I went in. Is that right? Yeah, they they said, okay, well, I passed all these tests. I was really good at, at uh, electrical things uh-huh. like math and stuff okay and i wanted to work on like uh uh electronic systems and in jets and, okay and stuff and yeah. like an engine almost like an engineer yeah um and then we went to pick jobs while we were uh in basic training and it was like oh well you can't get that job where you know you might get picked for this and then basically i was i didn't know what the hell i was gonna be doing yeah you know Uh uh-huh and i didn't like that no so the sickle cell trait came up because uh they that was my option out ah you know oh man and basically i it was like i was never even there crazy yeah so you did basic i did basic well i didn't finish uh i was in there for a couple months and that was it and it was it in, in cleveland no they shipped us out to texas wow yep yeah, I had the whole thing, man. They shaved my head off. And- oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I, I remember like coming back though, 
And I was like, okay, what the hell am I going to do now? Right. You know, my life was kind of in limbo. And then the only th- I went right back to Cleveland, and the only thing there was was music again. Yeah, yeah. So um, to continue on, I, I I got in the military, and then uh, I started doing music again with my brother because my brother hadn't graduated yet. But uh, that's the only thing we had, man. Mm-hmm. And then I we tried to pursue pursue school like uh, Kent State. We we auditioned mm-hmm. for Kent State, uh, but my mother my parents couldn't afford it. To, oh man to to take us there you yeah. know we yeah. couldn't go wow my my sister had went to college and they were knee deep in debt student from that debt. yeah so wow we ended up going to community college but i, I i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say what happened there. okay <laughs> it, it just wasn't educational down yeah. there i mean we we knew all the players down there and it was they were great teachers but uh it's not really what we wanted mm-hmm. to do and we were we were in the streets, man. We were mm-hmm. we weren't really doing, you know, what we were supposed to be doing at the time. Mm-hmm. But anyway, what what led me here to Arizona uh, was we were living in a bad area and we had to leave. Uh, I started touring. We we started playing gigs in in Cleveland um, with all the players. You know, you know how mm-hmm. cities are. Mm-hmm. So like you 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 meet the musicians in town and everybody knows you and start playing out mm-hmm. and i played for a group called pieces of a dream and that was a national uh smooth jazz mm-hmm. uh group big it was probably like the only one out of cleveland at the time mm-hmm. besides a, another band called forecast uh forecast was a big um you could call it progressive jazz smooth smooth jazz group in cleveland and is it covers or is it original well or both? No, uh, Pieces of a Dream was original. Okay. Uh-huh. And uh, Grover Washington actually helped them start that band. Wow. Yeah. They're, they're pretty... That's it. Are they still pretty, around? Yeah, they are. No kidding. They are. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Shout out to <laughs> James Pieces of Lloyd. a Dream. Thank you for giving me an opportunity. <laughs> when I was a kid, man. I didn't know what I, what the hell. I, did. I was on right. the big stages playing thousands of people. I just... I was looking. I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but and touring around the states. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. was. Yeah, we went out the country too. Oh no shit. Yeah, and like uh, vans or buses. Like how no. big was the production? Well, it was. I think it was six piece band, uh-huh. and no vans. We flew everywhere. Oh no shit. Yeah. Okay. Everything's backlined. Everything was backlined. You, you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. You just roll up. Yep. That's awesome. It's mainly festivals and their own concerts that they mm-hmm. put on. Cool. Yep. Awesome. So you decide. I think I know this story, but I want you to tell that you you and your brother just kind of randomly pick Phoenix because it was warm. I mean, listen, yeah. bro. Growing up in Massachusetts, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I came out here and I was like, okay, I'm never. You get a little taste of this. You out get here, a little man. taste of that heat and the sunshine. You you're can't like, can't go back. I'm not shoveling my car out of the snow <laughs> ever again, yo. That's it. Thank you very much. See you soon. Yeah. Well, my sister lived out here. Okay. She moved out here from Columbus after she got out of college, and uh, I came down here to visit her one time, and that's when we was like, "Whoa, this is how it is." <laughs> and what year was that? Ah, uh, Jesus, that had to be two thousand three. Okay. Yeah, two thousand three. Yeah, that's when I moved out here. Yeah. Yep. And then I had moved yet. I just went to visit. I see. Yeah, yeah. And then we ended up eventually moving in 2005 okay but the reason that that was one of the big reasons why we chose here because yeah we, you know we didn't have anything going on so we could be in our cars and, and did you see um 
did you like get a taste of the music scene when you came out to visit or was it yeah you didn't no. go to any clubs or you were didn't just know anybody yeah the, the first time we started getting the music scene was when my brother started playing at black forest mill mm-hmm. and yeah you know he created a whole buzz over there yeah. with uh ron simpson and uh, and uh, what was the name of that band uh what you see is what you get okay yeah yeah and then uh you know we got ushered into the to the scene out here and that was around 2008 Yep. 2007. Okay, so not, and then not long after, you get the gig at, at Voce. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, the wow. Voce gig was really how I met a lot of cats in town. Yeah. 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 I mean, everyone, everyone, everyone went through. Yeah, yeah, everyone went through there. Exactly. Yeah, and national acts too, you know. Yes. And yes. Gad would, would, Benson's at the bar. Yeah. And Gad sits in. It's yep. just like, holy moly, man. This is, uh, wow. That was, a, that was a scene, it bro. It was a great club, yeah. Yep. Shout out to Mike Florio. Shout out to Florio. <laughs> Making it happen. And Connie Cole. Connie Cole. Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. So one one bit of your history that I just find fascinating is that you were you were driving trucks, long haul. Oh yeah. Eighteen wheelers. Yep. And you told me one time, you know, on one of your like you would bring you would bring a little keyboard and and like run scales as you're driving. Oh, yeah, yeah, is that yeah. right? Yeah, well, not while I was driving. Okay. I would drive I would drive these long hour days. So you can only drive 11 hours. Okay. They put a cap on it. I, I have to say, man, that was, that was a big time for me in, yeah. in, my, in my shed years because mm-hmm. I, I got faced. I hadn't been playing music. You know, I had mm-hmm. been out in Phoenix. And, you know, we, were, we didn't have any money. We, you know, that whole thing people go through, mm-hmm. like doing odd jobs and sure. stuff. So I landed in, in the 18-wheelers, and then I was like, I, I want to do music. And like, okay, if you want to be serious about music, okay, let's see what you got. And then I went to sit down and play. I remember bringing that keyboard on my truck. I'm like, okay, when I get done with my shifts, yeah. I'm gonna start playing. Yeah. And I, I I rolled my keyboard out. I had the whole thing. I like had my books and all that. And then I went to p- go play some, and I sounded like hot <laughs> shit. Oh my god, I couldn't even play simple things. And I'm really? like, and then that's when I had a thing like, is this something you want to do? Yeah. Cause, cause you suck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I find it very hard to believe. No, no, I, I really sucked. Uh, <laughs> it was bad, man. I can't even imagine. <laughs> and then I, I, then I, I, I was like, okay, here's what I'm gonna do. When I get done with my shifts, I'm gonna take this keyboard. I'm gonna take at least two, three hours a day. And then sometimes I wouldn't have to drive at all. I would take those days and just practice. Wow. I would. I took the Hannon book. Uh, it's a technique book. And I just went through that whole thing. Really? And I, it was hours of grueling, boring yeah. exercises. Right. And right. I, I know it's, it's pretty unorthodox because you're not supposed to just practice boring stuff. Right. And unmusical. Right. But it really developed my technique to really? where I could play a lot of things that I, I still can today. Wow. You know, like huh. my ch- it developed my chops. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I got my playing together. I never approached my instrument in that way. From from a technical standpoint, I need to be yeah. able to do this to do this. Well, how did you, know? you learn how to finger pick? Because you, I mean, you you do a great job. I mean, thanks. Like I don't know. I just, yeah. I just, don't. You just do it, it. Just came intuitively, naturally. I don't know. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, I just not knowing how to do it. I just figured out a way to do it. You know. What about chords? How did how did you? So when I got serious with the guitar um, starting in high school, but I was a drummer first, um, but 
I, I wanted to sing and I didn't want to drum and sing. So mm-hmm. I kind of picked up the guitar out of necessity. Um, and the, I really, I really got serious with guitar after the year after high school, I did a, a, a gap year. So I, I went to Germany and I lived in uh, with a, a great um, German family in, in the small college town in, in Germany. And, you know, I, I brought a guitar and I brought a chord book and, you know, the first, I don't know, six months of that experience, I didn't know how to speak German and I didn't really have any friends. So I would just sit in my room and, and learn chords and, and start to string them together I see, and make little melodies or whatever. But it was just this, this, this one like afterthought, uh, chord book. Yeah. And on the back end of the of the whatever scales and what I was like fuck, fuck the scales had a list of chords and so I you know just learned all the majors and then oh here's the minors and that's really it bro that was it and I'm just chomping every day sitting in my room trying yeah. to learn guitar and and for no one to tell me well that's not how you should do that you know yeah. so how I play certain chords I'm sure is someone would be like that's not right bro <laughs> your fingers shouldn't be there it should be here or whatever yeah. So that was it. That was, uh, I was um, 18 going on 19 and came home from that experience. Uh, I mean, we, I had been working in clubs uh, in high school, mm-hmm. you know, and, and playing parties and had uh, rock bands and was yeah. starting to write, you know, but, but really coming home and, and going to college, um, you know, we would play on the weekends, you know, and, and go play clubs and, and had a couple of different bands in that, in that time before I got here so yeah man it was all just homegrown out of necessity strange but you know that's probably the best way to do it though like because you develop your own devices and what works for you well and i i did take a couple years of piano okay um that helps it it helped but i like refused to read i (laughs) she put the shit in front of me she's and and help me you know yeah but i i would just wait for her to say it i'd be like okay 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 and then she'd play it and then I would just copy her, yeah. and I'd be, you know look at the thing like I'm reading it, but I'm really just remembering what she did and, and copying. And she's like, okay, good, you're, you're really progressing yeah. with your reading. Like, yeah, oh, you thanks, ain't. darling. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I think the issue with piano was I wasn't really playing the music that inspired me. Like it was a lot of classical, like Bella Bartok, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, no, I want to play like Billy Joel. I want to play cool shit or whatever. And um, we got into some some a little bit of uh, some other stuff that was a little bit more interesting. I mean, I hate to say jazz, but it was it was jazzier, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I just it was like, nah, this isn't my instrument, you know. Yeah. And if this is how I have to learn it, I'm just not interested, you know. So I'd go home and play guitar, you okay. know, okay. just because it was. Oh no, this is me. This is my shit. That's how I do it. No one's telling me to play shit that I don't want to play. So. So that was that. Again, I th- I think that's the best way to do. It. I mean, mm-hmm. you find out what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and came right. came to it organically, yeah, right, and not, yeah, yeah, and developed your own your own style and your own devices, yeah, and yeah. hence your own sound, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's take a little break. Okay, have a touch of the whisk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to talk to you about Santan 
Brewing Company. Do you like beer? Do you, I, I mean, I'm a, I consider myself a, a, a beer drinker. Santan Brewing Company has moon juice. Now, if you like IPAs, this is Galactic IPA, which stands for India Pale Ale, for all you laymen. This is my juice, y'all. Moon juice, if you like IPAs and you haven't tried it from Santan, do yourself a favor. Drink local stuff. What's what? That's just the thing to do. Support local beers. Support a local business. They're based right here in Chandler, Arizona. Find out more at SantanBrewing.com. Do yourself a favor. And get your moon juice on. Moon juice on. Moon juice on. Moon juice on. Hey, cheers, man. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Good to see you. Mm. Get that afternoon taste together. Mm. You're back at it. <laughs> so, uh, let's rap about your brother. Okay. Mr. Okay. Will Gaines. The one and only the Will Gaines. The one and only. That is true. <laughs> Will Gaines, fantastic singer, songwriter, yes. bass player. Yes. Um, I, th- I think of him often because he was on that run with us uh, last March. Yeah. With Live from Laurel Canyon. Yeah. And one of my favorite shows of last year was Long Beach. Do you remember Long Beach? Yeah. It was- the, uh, the California. Thousand, yeah. thousand people sold out and- you know what <laughs> our dear friend Adam Armijo <laughs> is like reading us the news right. as we're on tour we getting all freaked out like everyone's is this even gonna happen yeah and they're like Seattle the next hotspot we're like flying into Seattle <laughs> that like next day he's freaking out everyone's a little on edge like we don't know if the tour like we had a we had a bunch more dates we did the we did the Long Beach I think on a Sunday and we did the Tucson on, on that Wednesday. We did the two sold-out shows in Tucson. And it was the drive home when I started to get the phone calls and the texts and the emails yeah. that this weekend's Stuff off. Stuff was canceling. You yeah. know, Mesa Center for the Arts sold out. That was canceled. Wickenburg sold out, canceled. But Will Gaines was, uh, was in, uh, in Live from Laurel Canyon. And uh, so yeah. I, I, I still can see the picture. We took a picture with the band outside of the... The, it was the Carpenter Center in Long Beach, and, and you know we mm-hmm. we had I don't know ten days or something that the it was we were so tight at that point. Yeah, the, the band was just assassinating every show, and was good in large part because your brother and I and I I I told you this before, but you guys were having conversations on stage that I wanted to be a part of. <laughs> you know, you're having these this this, this musical dialogue, and um, and I'm looking over at you, and I'm like, I want to be a part of that conversation. How do I get in on that? This is the 30 years plus, Brian. Right, conversation. I <laughs> <laughs> You guys, are, I just I'm in awe of that. And we talked a little bit at, on the break about um, you know having a having a sibling. Um, also play music. You 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 have a you have a band already. You don't have to, and you can you have connection that is deeper than any other connection that you can possibly have. Mm-hmm. Maybe outside of a parent or something, but you just have this innate uh, relationship, and and it carries into the music. And it, it is so it's such a it's such a tangible thing. You, you know, you can hear it. You can hear the connection, which is incredible. But. Um, I wanted you to just talk about about Will Gaines. Will for well, a minute. Well, yeah, Will Will is uh, 
as you said, he's amazing musician and artist. Yeah. And I always call him, you know, my better half because, I mean, we complement each other. I think the reason why our relationship has been so well because we complement each other so so well. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the things that I don't do well, he does, mm-hmm. and then vice versa. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've always been doing music together yeah. since the time, you know, since I can remember. Really, it's it's been amazing to have a partner and somebody that that you genuinely love and yeah and on top of that he's your brother too right. he's blood yeah uh and to travel do this mu- musical journey with yeah over your lifetime i feel i mean the older i get the more i see how rare that is oh yeah how I, I really feel blessed to be able to do that with him it's incredible and uh but you know to speak to his artistry i mean he raps he's he's so inspiring to me like he he takes me outside my comfort zone and he's like no nah, man let's get with this man because he always knows knows what's happening yeah. in the day, and so we we always go that direction, yeah. or vice versa. You know, I, I'll do the same for him. Yeah. So it's it's like having you know a workout partner, right? You know, <laughs> so, right? You got a spotter, exactly. <laughs> you got a spotter <laughs> from day one. You know, and we've had bands. You know, we usually do trios, but we had quartets. But uh, we when we are together, mm-hmm. we can play with anybody. Yeah, you can do anything. But, you know, I also have to talk about Buddy Banks because yeah. he's been uh, there for a long time with us, too. He also came up in Cleveland. In Cleveland. We could, we all came together in our teenage years. Was but, he at the Performing Arts School? No, he wasn't. But but he knew all the people there. Sure. I mean, he, he basically grew up down the street from us. And then he was in the circle of musicians as well. Cleveland, it, I mean, the the music that goes on there and the, the cats that live in Cleveland uh is well, it's kind of like that in every city but i feel lucky to come in there because the the bar was high uh-huh, you, right, i mean in order right. to get in you had to you had to really play mm-hmm. and and buddy was a part of that whole That's scene awesome. and it, it's it's been great taking that journey with Man. those cats cuz i mean we just played the what, what uh, a couple of days ago yeah. we hadn't played in a long time and yeah. it was it was amazing it time. sound i <laughs> saw some video i wish i could have yeah. gone but it, it's yeah. again it's that you can hear it you can hear the history yeah. Yep. You know, and, you know, no one's running down a chart. It's it's more intuitive than we're, that. Yeah, we're It's just music. feeling, right. you know, and having that conversation and going where it needs to go. And, yep. But then also knowing that, you know, wherever it goes, we can get out of it. If, if it gets a little squirrely, right. we can get out of it, no problem. Right. But we're going to go down, you know, we're going to go down and check this out and then we can come back and everyone's just having a fucking ball. Exactly. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So yeah, that's Will Gaines, man. He's I miss that cat, man. He's such a, a such a, a light, you know. Mm-hmm. He came through to the jam, and I'm just I was just reminded how he's got big ears, mm-hmm. you know. He listens, but he can also take it in a different direction, you know. Yes. He approaches that instrument, the bass, yes, as both a supportive instrument and a lead instrument, yes, and can do both and do both and. Yep be totally cool doing either or none or whatever um yeah it's 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 so fun again pushes me in a way melodically to think about things differently yeah you know yeah. i got my thing but but playing with you guys i'm like oh shit i can go here oh yeah all right oh, yeah, that feels yeah, cool yeah, yeah. i want to have that conversation <laughs> that you guys are having come on let me in man pound on the door shark and get the fuck out of here <laughs> <having a> conversation. <laughs> 
Well, one of the cool things I think is like when you're playing with a band and everybody's listening to mm-hmm. each other. That's yeah. that's important for me. When it, if if you play with cast and yes. listening, it's, it's kind of a drag. Mm-hmm. But when you're you're feeding each other mm-hmm. and and that you know chemistry is there. Yeah. And that's something me and my brother, we always listen to each other. So yep. if he start going somewhere, I'm following you, bro. Yeah, I got you. And then vice versa, you yeah. know, I'm soloing, man. He'd be like, yeah, I'm about, yeah, I'm about to do it. <laughs> and we just had this whole, we don't even have to say anything. I know, that's happened. the crazy. But I, every once in a while, like, you, you'll, you'll have eye contact. I'll, yeah. I'm watching this shit happen on stage, by the way. You just look. It's a look. Yeah. And you know. Yeah. That, that shit's like from another planet. Yeah. And that's. Again, something that it's almost impossible to recreate. It has to be yep. just that that blood relationship, the the years on and off the stage yeah. that lead to that moment. Yep. You know, um, was there a silver lining for you uh, for last year uh, in the pandemic and not being able to uh, pursue this and gig? and create that energy and feel that thing, you know, that, that high, um, did you, what did you do last year? Uh, when the pandemic hit, um, well, obviously, you know, all, all the gigs stopped and it, all the can- cancellations happened. I, I was in a good space, a headspace at mm-hmm. the time. My brother was actually in town when, when it all happened. Right. And, we just kind of hunkered down at my apartment at the time, and we we were just doing a bunch of music together. And we were we were running, we were climbing mountains. It was actually a pretty cool time because <laughs> the, everything shut down. Yeah, and it was super peaceful. No, I mean we, we had been working so much. Yeah, I, I my gig schedule was crazy. Yeah, and we actually had a break. Now, yeah. towards your question. You know, after some months went down, that's when things started setting in. And we're like, okay, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, like what? He was up in Denver. Then he left, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I really didn't have a sense of like uh, like depression. So, you know, some people lost their identity. Mm-hmm. I've been. Me included. I've done so many different things in my life where music wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You know, it was there mm-hmm. inside, inside of me. Right. But I wasn't doing it. It was like music was was not in my life at the mm-hmm. time. So so when that hit, I didn't have that identity crisis that that a lot of musicians had. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I I I just I don't know. I just I was comfortable. I was like, okay, if this if this keeps going on like that, I'm still going to do music at the crib. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to create my own stuff. I'm still going to practice, but maybe I have to find a different way to make money. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and making money to me, making money doing music and playing music are two different things. Yes, agreed. You know, mm-hmm. and music is always going to be in my life. So I, I wasn't really worried. It, it wasn't a really big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you said this. We've had conversations about this before, but like you were like, "Great, a break. I get to take a break. <laughs> right. I don't have to do gigs for a minute." Yes, sign me up. <laughs> and yeah, like. I remember seeing, I think I saw you at some point, you know, in the middle of last year and you're, I was like, Hey man, how you doing, man? Cause I was feeling it. Man. Yeah. I, was like, I know you, you was going through a tough time. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. you're like, um, everything's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exercising. I got this new thing. I've been working at the crib. Doing that. I'm like, motherfucker. 
<laughs> Somehow this cat is doing just fine. And I'm over here thinking my life is ruined, you know. <laughs> I can't do my thing. I'll just like, no, man, this is great. Yeah. Writing tunes. <laughs> just everything's fine. Doing pull-ups, you know. Right. <laughs> Playing tennis. I'm like, who are you, man? Cats from another planet. <laughs> I'll mention another thing. I, I've never had a problem being by myself. I yeah. Mean, especially when you drive trucks. Like, I've, I've had long, I've had almost had a year go by without. No shit. You know. Like minimal human contact. I'd, wow. I'd be in town for a couple of days, and mainly I'd be on the road mm-hmm. all by myself. So I've never had a problem with being by myself. I don't mind being by myself. Yeah, it's when I don't have an option, right? It's You're forced. When, to, yes. Yeah. And and you know, I, I I do enjoy it, and I need it, right? I need yeah. it to create. I need it just for my own mental health or whatever. But this was different. This felt very different to me, and not being able to hang with friends or go out to eat or yeah. whatever um it was re- it was really a, a hard time and and that certainly felt that that like loss of yeah. identity and if i can't do what i love then what am i what is it going to be yeah you know yeah um and i was making music you know i was doing the live stream stuff uh i did 100 episodes of this live stream and <clears throat> At some point, I was like, "This is just too bizarre." It's it's you're taking all the humanity out of it, mm-hmm. right? All the connection, all the that high, and and I'm and I'm. It's just it felt it began to feel strange uh, and disconnected, and it was even worse because it was like a bleached version of what I did, you know, singing into a fucking iPhone and looking at my laptop yeah. for yeah. emotion. You know, it's like that's not right. It's, you know. It's, and then I got yeah. into the steely stuff, and that was great. That you know that um, pushed me to to learn and you know get upstairs, turn the computer on, and track. You know, and that was a, that was great. That that served a purpose, and I'm proud of that music. Um, but again, I, I, we weren't doing it in a studio. You know, I wasn't interacting with people. Right. Uh, it was all offline. It was all offline. Yeah, and I'm just so thankful that that you know we've been able to work a bit the last little bit and yeah things are coming back <clears throat> things yeah. are coming back and and uh yeah it's great i'm just i'm just glad it's we're kind of at the on the other end of it yeah you know yeah um lamar Gaines, new father yes yes i have a, a newborn kid oh man congratulations <laughs> thank you yeah i've yet to meet her but I know her name, and I know that I'm going to like her. She's going to be a cool kid. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say just because of me, but also because the mother, she's awesome as well. Yeah, cool. I can't wait to meet her. I've seen pictures on on, uh, social media. Mm -hmm. She looks like a real sweetheart. She is. Has that affected? I mean, obviously, it's affected you, but has it affected your creativity or music? Yeah. um, does it Good does question. does the music take on a different value now? Not really. Yeah. It it no. Um the only thing it did it, it I it took on uh what God, what's the word? Like uh responsibility. Like, sure. You know, like uh this is your these are your duties. Right. As a as a man. Right. That's that's what it really took on for me. And then I think that eventually is going to pour into my music as well. Mm-hmm. It's going to it's going to refine it and 
and get better. But you know, I'm I'm kind of a baby as a father. You know, it's right. only been a couple months, so, right? So I'm still you're there. learning it. I'm still still in the trenches. Wow. But uh, but I love my daughter and I love being a father. Actually, that's at awesome. the same time, you know. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think I would like it, but I I'm into it. Yeah. You know? That's awesome. So uh, I'm looking forward. I actually want to write a song for it too. Cool. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. We'll That's see. It. We'll see what happens with that. Nice. Yes. Yeah. When do her piano lessons start? <laughs> Not tomorrow. <laughs> tonight. Later tonight. Get her on that keyboard for stat. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and um, can we talk about um, Gaines Brothers? Mm-hmm. What are you guys working on? So, Gaines Brothers, uh, we released the album. I think in January. Mm-hmm. Well, we were done done with that music a, a while ago but we, we eventually got to release it in january we have a lot of songs in the in the bank mm-hmm. that we are going to re- be releasing soon cool um it's just singles mm-hmm. um we also are working on a tv project that we Sweet. got called i'm super excited about it i can't really talk about it yeah the details yeah but it's big and uh i think That's it's so gonna rad. lead to more work in that sense and i'm having a blast it's it's a ton of work mm-hmm. it takes up a lot of my time but uh it's putting me in the creative seat mm-hmm. as well as my brother cool and we're learning a whole another different craft and this is all this is all recorded music yes so what is that collaboration process like like are you cutting in your crib and sending it to will i think he was down for a minute and yeah. so you get to do some of that face-to-face collaboration yes yes so we'll do some stuff remotely and then he he flies into town mm-hmm. you know until we figure out how to how to be more efficient mm-hmm. uh, remotely because mm-hmm. it can be challenging trying to come up with stuff on zoom like i mean right with the latency and all that but uh for now it, you know when we're together we we sit down and we hunker down and we create tracks for tv and is this something do you like it any more or less than live performance or is it just a separate thing in your mind? It's a, it's a separate thing. Mm-hmm. It's, and I, it kind of exercises a different muscle. Exactly. Right? So we've had so much recording experience and, and, uh, Oh, we have three albums done already. So we have experience. And, and, and the only the one is out. Is that what you mean? Well, no, the, well, if you, if you look at my jazz band, unlimited, uh-huh. yes. and then okay. my brother's project, right. Uh, right. His self-release project. Yep. And then the Gaines brothers. Wow. To me, that's three albums because yeah, I, I mean, I've produced most of most of all that. So yeah, uh, and mixed it, and mixed it, and engineered and we've it. We've gone through that whole process, <laughs> so we know what that is. Yeah, but but producing for TV has has forced us to do it like right now. You need you need to get this done tomorrow wow. instead of you know taking your time right and, and you know fleshing this out, holding and, your baby, and, right? You know, see how you ain't got time to do none of that. So wow. it's it's making us more efficient in that sense, and and. I'm, Opening up, like being able to be creative at the drop of a hat. Yes, right. That's yeah. a muscle. It is right. I'm, it is. I'm the. I wait for it. You yeah. know. And if it's not there, I don't chase it. Right. It has to touch me on the shoulder. You know. But I can't imagine. Yeah, you know, hard, someone man. being like, create right now. Yeah, you know? I need this and tomorrow. Like, ah, bro. okay. G D C. I need this on my desk tomorrow. Wow. So and you're like, uh, what are we gonna write now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of juice. <laughs> I, so this is kind of the uh, your first experience writing for TV, mm-hmm. and it's and it's a different thing, and it's you know taking a lot of time, and, and it and it and and t- 
tapping into this new creative process. And Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. I'm just such a, I'm a fan of yours and your ability um, to be able to, to channel that, Mm -hmm. that that's not, I wouldn't put that on many other cats in this town. Oh, thanks. man. You know what I mean? That, that takes a lot of, you have to know, you have to have your shit together to be able to pull that off. You know? Well, I, you know, like we were talking outside, I, I, I think back and I forget how much me and my brother have done in music. And to be honest with you, man, the recording thing happened when we were teenagers. We had this, we had this little, they were called VS machines. <laughs> well, first, no, first we started with the little four track. Yeah. You remember those yes. task cams? Yes, machines? I had one. Yeah. We oh my God. Are you ping ponging tracks yeah. and like trying yeah. to bounce shit up? So if I, if I bounce these three to this one and then I, oh yeah, I, I lost my mind with that shit. It was great, yeah. right? I, I, somewhere there are tapes <laughs> of my early, early task cam shit. <laughs> I, I would love to discover those. It'd probably be horrible, just terrible shit. Because I don't even think I had a microphone. I think I was singing. I think it had like a built-in mic. Or I had a, I had a fifty-seven, and I'm I don't know what a mess. It was but great, anyway, but yeah. you could be so creative yes. with those four tracks. Oh my god, it was. I mean, night and day. It was like getting your first iMac, and exactly. GarageBand is in there, and, exactly. and un- unlocks this entire world. Uh, you know, I think it's interesting. Our generation, we went through so many. Uh, technological exactly. advances yep. you know actually that that little clock over there has a has a tape machine in it really? and that was my bedside clock and if i had an idea i could record it there's a little you know two centimeter mic and i have tapes of demos because that's all i had you know mm-hmm. and then you graduate to the task cam yeah and then you graduate it's levels to, yes right. oh my god and but each level of technology unlocks creative exactly you know and i think our generation is probably the well i don't know what's going to happen in the future but we went from nothing to digital right in our lifetime i mean and every little advancement has affected my creative process obviously but just the abilities you know and oh my god this is possible now oh shit this is possible now (laughs) and now here we are you know recording a podcast on a laptop this is insane i mean shit 20 it's years insane. ago, you look like, you no. doing what? No, this is some alien, <laughs> this is some alien technology. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know how we got this. So, oh, uh, you said um, what? No, you had, had a task, a task cam. Yeah. And then we had this VS machine, they were called. What is it? Roland. What, what? It was Roland made these VS machines, and it was a like 16 a, like a track. Dat? It was oh. a digital 16 track. I was. I had to be like 17. I spent all my, my, my church money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get it. But we, we, sure enough, we were recording wow. on it. And I had a keyboard. It was a uh, Cork Trinity. Yes. And, and uh, those were the first touchscreen machines for, for a keyboard. And we would MIDI those things together. And, I, you know, just to speak to what we were talking about, I look back and we've been recording all our lives. Right. And, and that knowledge has kind of like translated into what, I'm, what we're doing now. Yes. It's, it's our, uh, TV and mixing and all those things come together and the styles that you learn, all the different bands that you play yes. in and all the, the things that you've honed in your life. And it, it's just working for that right now. So that's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome to be able to like look back and see that it was a, a very important part of the process. Yes. If I didn't have that, yeah. I don't know if I'd be here. You, you wouldn't. You know? You would. If I hadn't been able to fuck around on that task. Exactly. Game, and make those strange fucking demos. <laughs> exactly. 
I don't know if I'd be doing this, yeah. you know. And and it, at the time, yes, it was, you know, you you, you felt um, that technology was pushing you forward, but you had no idea that it was a very important part of your development yes. and plays a key role in who we are today. So, yep. Yep. shout out to the Tascam people. Thank you for <laughs> <Shout> inspiring. <laughs> George Tascam, thank you for inspiring LG and, a, and, a, and Brian Chartrand. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, I'd love to find those demos. I don't even remember what I was doing. I don't even think I was playing an instrument at the time. I was just like singing. I don't know what it was. I would love to find. My mother says that she still has my cassettes. I'm going to go home. I'm going to find those cassettes. They're sitting in the basement They're somewhere. Sitting in the basement, yeah. getting moldy, yeah. <laughs> rotting away. Yeah. Um, what's next for you, bro? I mean, you got the TV stuff. You're working a ton. I mean, you're one. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, man, I don't know, man. I call you for some gigs, man. You're already booked up. I'm thinking... I don't know, man. What about us, man? What about us? <laughs> What's yeah, next? Are you you said you got some more recordings. So, recordings, yeah, so n- drop that. New I, Gaines Brothers Records. Yep. And mm-hmm. then uh what the T V stuff and I'm uh, I'm just enjoying being a dad right now. Crazy. And uh that's that's kinda it, all I have in store. I do you know what I will say this. I do want to get more involved in the social media video hmm. stuff. That's hmm. that's I think that's what I'm gonna take on next. Video and and media pictures and and try to get more involved mm-hmm. in that. I mean, you know, people don't really, you know, they they listen to music, but they want to see the yes. the video with it. We've talked about this before. A big component, especially like, the kids. Mm-hmm. That that you know, they only consume you know kind of what they can see exactly. And it's interesting that 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 kind of video had video came was here. Obviously, it was you know MTV, whatever. I grew up watching videos. It kind of went away. You can't watch. I mean, no one's making videos anymore. Yeah. But it's all there's all there's always a visual aspect to any release. Yeah. Whether it's a TikTok thing or a one minute, I'm like that's what I'm doing. Like one minute in Instagram videos to promote a record. It just it seems a little off to me. Mm-hmm. But but that's the direction of. But what's again, happening. Yeah. technology is kind of dictating how we consume, how we create. Yes. It's all that you know. Yep. So yeah, that's probably a very wise move. That it's is to get, um, is to get that in house. Yeah. So you don't have to wait on other people. You can save the bread. Exactly. And you can put something that's compelling. It doesn't have to be you know whatever Oscar award winning videography, but something visual that people can use. Yeah. And connect to your yeah. shit. I'm never gonna pass you up You gotta know I want you bad as fuck These niggas mad as fuck Let's kick it when my cash is up Investments Your bright sense of my life is destined Someone who I can invest in Confessions revealing my assessments No second chance at the first impression Every time I see you it's a blessing I'm patiently waiting to brace it Undertaking a new process Nonetheless, I gotta do what's best for me But what if that's being with you? Are you thinking it's too good to be true? I don't know what to do But now you got me playing it cool But I'm the type that be breaking the rules Regardless in darkness, I'm heartless and partless to starship Raised between Kingsman and Bartlett Sweep that dirt under the carpet But you know what I'm saying when I'm down at the spots And I'm known in the land Met a few girls around town but I'm thinking about you Take me Talking about take me away. Take me away. 
What can I say? Unreleased. Uh, the, the unreleased. Oh, come on, man. This is hot. This is exclusive. Hot, hot new jam. Brian's, it's the premiere <laughs> of Take Me Away on So The Story Goes. I'm so proud. Bragging rights for days on this motherfucker. <laughs> no, Take Me Away uh, is a tune that we, we wrote. Well, last year, before the t- pandemic uh, in January, mm-hmm. we, we wanted to make, well, our goal was to make like four albums in the year. That didn't happen. But we did. We did come out with a, uh, some great music, and this is one of them. Uh, I went to Denver, and uh, we sat down and we created a bunch of music. And this is the product of that time in January w- when I went to Denver, mm-hmm. and we went to a studio out there uh, to cut drums. But this is not. This song is doesn't have the the live stuff we did in there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have to mention before you know you air it. Uh, our 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 uh, good friend Buddy Banks, he mm-hmm. mastered the the record. Sounds incredible. And he's been a big partner for me and inspiration because he you know he's into the mixing mm-hmm. thing. So it's it's kind of that dynamic duo. He pushes me to uh, excel in mixing, and uh, we always come up with different ideas and stuff. You know, we you can side chain this reverb to mm-hmm. to this compression and all that stuff. So so it's fully in house mixed, recorded. And uh, it really mastered sounds incredible, Thank and you. and I feel like it's a departure in, in in a couple ways. You know, still has element you know elements of what you've done before, but I, you know, right when it came on, I was like, man, it feels like house music. It feels like Daft Punk, you know, mm-hmm. and it has that kind of like melodic dance stuff. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, or am I wrong? Is that kind of the direction that you're going, or is it just kind of like? What the song needed. It's just what the song. I mean, I came up with this little, this little. I guess it's kind of a techno arpeggiator thing, and then I it just ended up turning into what it turned into. So that's how it started. Yeah, it turned in. It started was, music first. Yep, and then I feel like that song has movements. It does. You know, almost like a classical song has movements. Yeah, very distinct parts. And I was thinking when I was listening. Okay, if this is the chorus, uh, and this is the verse, you know, like trying to think about it like that, but I don't know if you can do that, you know, to this. It's almost yeah. lives in its own thing. It's its own thing. Yeah, it has its own s- sections. I mean, a lot of our stuff, newer, well, the pop stuff has the sections to it. Mm-hmm. So that's just how kind of how we write. Mm-hmm. But this song in particular, we like the groove, and, uh, you know, we've been kind of going in the simplicity uh, route, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm getting older, Brian, and <laughs> playing all these damn chords and all this crap. It, I, I don't like that anymore. I just like simplicity. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for an LG you, piano you solo. Like, no, no, I was waiting. You no, wasn't. It didn't happen. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> I missed that. No, I dig it, man, and and I just I'm just always Thank continually you. impressed that you can go in so many directions and it's still authentic. And real in you, you know, it's Thank not you, contrived. I appreciate it. And you, you know, I'm just, you know, talking to other people who write, um, I'm always fascinated by process mm-hmm. and, you know, whether the music comes first or maybe Will had a, had a melodic idea or a, or a lyric thing that, that based yeah. where the jump off point, you know? Um, but yeah, sounds fucking great. Can't wait, man. I need more. Gaines Brothers music, man. Yeah, we do too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you have it. You're just being a little yeah, selfish yeah. with it, bro. <laughs> being a little selfish. We do too much. That's what it is. <laughs> well, and I got to say, 
uh, I was just so uh, impressed uh, and honored that you guys covered one of my songs on on that record, on the last record, yeah, uh, love song. And I well, thanks for letting us do that. Oh man, I I, t- I told you this before. <laughs> Just invite me to that Grammy party, bro, and everything's cool. Just yeah, give man, me that VIP pass. We'll cut you that five percent, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Team. I just, I just want the snacks and the free champagne. That's all I want. I want some snacks, some, some salted meats, and some cheeses. A couple glasses of champagne. You know. No, thanks for letting us cut that because we had a really good time I, doing it. I listened to that song to impress my friends. <laughs> Like, I know there's a lot going. There's a lot going on in that. I love it. I love it. This is probably it. the exact opposite of, yes, of that. Yes, a very yeah. different approach. Yeah, yeah. But love song. Yeah. No, I literally play that for friends and be like, yeah, that's I, I that's my song. But they they killed it. You know. And like, oh man, Gaines Brothers did your song. Yeah, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> see it to Gram- <laughs> see it at the Grammy party, bitch. Oh, you won't be there. <laughs> well, man. uh I kept you. I kept you much longer than I than I think I told you I would, and I apologize. It's but all good. I'm happy to be here. I love you, man. I love making music with you. I I can't wait until we can tour again. And mm-hmm. bro, if we can get back to Europe, I will be a yeah, happy man. That'd be awesome. Well, thanks will, for having me on, Brian. I I appreciate being here. And and I have to mention to all the listeners. Uh, uh, Brian has amazing music. If you haven't oh, checked thanks, it out, man. if you're just hearing this podcast. And you don't know about Brian Chartran, <laughs> you need to check him out. You won't be disappointed. Oh, come I mean, on, man. I respect you. I love you. Yeah, I love you. Um, and it's been a pleasure working with you over the years. Well, let's fucking t- keep going, man. I feel mm-hmm. like we got more. In, I got more in the tank, man. And with you on keys with me, and we're it's an unstoppable duo. We make the we make the ladies weep and the and the men. <laughs> Weep. I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of weeping going on. <laughs> well, I appreciate you, brother. Uh, get back to your family. Um, yes, sir. And and I hope that that uh, we can make some more music soon. And and I appreciate you coming down, and taking some time, and and uh, having a touch of the whisk, and and yes, start, starting my day off right. <laughs> All right, brother. All right. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. So the story goes.